Do you have worries about positive body image? And are you wondering about what kind of message or mentoring you're doing to your daughter? Then this episode is for you. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Rolston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Rolston, your host, and today I have a wonderful guest with us today, Cindy McCormick. Hi, Cindy. Hey, Diane. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Now, to be more specific, I want to let everyone know we are talking about redefining beauty, a mother-daughter journey to positive body image. But before I introduce you fully, Cindy, I just want to check in. Is it okay if someone's not a mother and they're listening to this? Oh, completely. I think a lot of the ideas and skills and tools around body image and building body confidence are universal and good for teens, good for women and great for your audience. Awesome. Perfect. And uh, if any men are listening out there, thank you for listening and know that men have body positive, body, body positivity issues as well. And you are more than welcome to, to listen in. Uh, let me tell you a little bit more about Cindy, um, because we're really lucky to have her here to, to be able to share with us uh, on this really important topic for, for us, for our kids, for society. So Cindy is a certified teen life coach and health coach with over 15 years of experience in the wellness arena as a personal trainer fitness instructor and baby fitness mompreneur and is the proud mom of two amazing teens. I have to ask you though, how old Cindy? They are 15 and 13. Mine's 11. (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to dive into that. (laughs) Cindy's favorite thing to do is help teens and young adults on the edge of their greatness to understand and appreciate themselves. As part of her coaching, the teens she works with develop self-love, positive body image, stronger confidence, and freedom from stress and judgment. Side note, I think everyone needs those things, not just the teens. And she provides practical real-time advice, tools, and strategies that they can start using immediately to change their habits, get through the hard stuff, and lower their stress so that they can discover true happiness and fulfillment long before middle age. Oh my goodness, so true. Thank you for bringing us this topic. Oh, no, I'm more than happy to. I think it's a it's a topic that's very close to my heart. So I think everybody needs to, to work on it. Yeah, for sure. So let's jump into what's your story. What brought you to teen coaching? Because it's a very specific niche. So what was, what was the path to get you here? Yeah. And it's interesting that you ask because it is kind of been a very much a journey, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I was probably very similar to maybe yourself or, you know, a lot of people in your audience. I was that overworked, you know, a bit very busy mom that almost prided herself on how busy she was, right? 51 hours a week, got to have kids and all of those activities. And that was my worth, right? And then after my husband's passing, he passed rather unexpectedly, very early in, a, you know, while my kids were quite young. I had that new perspective. It was sort of a catalyst for transformation. And I reached a point 
where I realized I just wasn't happy, despite having all of those things that society tells us should make us fulfilled, right? And I kept thinking, well, I'm not enough. And I didn't even like or recognize the person I was anymore. And I found that I hit that wall and I really needed to find a path forward. And I needed to invest in myself and find that new perspective to give me that new view on life, right? And give me that, that next chapter. What was that going to look like? And doing that work on myself, I found I was starting to pay that forward. And I was working, you know, not just in my corporate role, managing and, and coaching teams, but also, you know, as a wellness professional. And as I was working with people, I kept hearing this common theme or refrain, right? And every time I shared some experience or some, you know, different perspective, people would be like, you know what, if only I had been told this sooner, right? If only I'd been told this sooner, or when I was younger, I would have been more confident, I would have been in a different career, I would have followed my passion, right? Like, fill in the blank. (laughs) And, and yeah, before I knew it, I was, I was drawn to, you know, helping my teens guide themselves into, you know, more positive de-stress or academic work or working on their family relationships or their friendships. And then it broadened and I was working with their teens, right? Like just casually working with them. And I saw how much the stress and the pressure of today is bearing on teens. And all of a sudden I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is my calling. And I decided I didn't want to continue to see our young people struggle and become the next adult to say, if only somebody had told me that sooner. And that's where I, I really changed course and started working with teens. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing that. You know, I was, it's funny. I was having a conversation, I think it was yesterday with a woman about how hard it must be physically to be in this world as a teen. I remember like being so shy about my body. I was an athlete though. So I had strong legs and great calves and I was super fit, but I still wasn't confident. I'd, you know, try to get out at the side of the pool and quickly grab my towel to cover up, even though I was probably like a hundred pounds less than I am now. And I I just wasn't loving on myself. And that, that I think came out in, in other areas of my life sometimes too. And today we are constantly bombarded by images and images of ourselves, right? Like kids are bombarded by images of themselves. So let's get into what do you feel the significance is of body confidence to overall well-being? Yeah. And that's kind of an interesting concept, right? Because we always think body confidence, it's very physical in nature, but I like to think of, you know, our physical and our mental well-being as two sides of the same coin, right? So when we have that negative body image, it starts to bleed into other areas of our life. And we start to have lower esteem, we have negative emotions, and you find it starts to bleed into your relationships or your in the case of teens, your schoolwork in the, in the adult world, it would be your career or your work, right? The, the less you feel good, the more you start to project that forward. Right. And, and it can get to the point where, you know, you're, you're sucked into that vortex of comparing and judgment and you're self-conscious about your, your parents, but it can potentially go so far as mental health issues like anxiety or depression. 
Yeah. So it is really important. And listeners, like we're going to continue to, to kind of open this topic up, but know that there are some activities that Cindy is going to be bringing so that you can start working through those yourself. You can share them with others. So stay tuned for that. Now, as a mom myself of an 11 year old, <laughs> what role do I play and do other moms play in shaping our teens body image and confidence? Yeah. And I think moms play a huge role and I say moms, but I think dads in the dad son relationship can also be a very close connection. And we always think our teens aren't watching us, right? They get to a certain age. We think they don't want to be around us. They're not watching us. They're, they don't want to hear what we're saying, but we need to realize that they're watching us all the time and receiving messaging from us all the time. So you know, when we are sitting there and we're criticizing ourselves or acting negatively or disrespecting ourselves in some way, right? Engaging in dieting habits, you know, standing in front of the mirror and going poking and prodding and saying, oh, I really look fat in this. Our children, our teens are watching that and they're absorbing that and internalizing those messages. And, you know, we're starting to pay that, that feeling and that self-criticism forward. Ooh, okay. I don't want to be doing that. (laughs) How do do we as moms inadvertently reinforce the poor body image in our teens? Is it by doing the stuff in the mirror or the other things that we maybe do? Yeah. So the criticizing is one big component. And, you know, I I don't want to be making this a blame game, right? We, a lot of us are doing this really inadvertently. We're doing it. It's almost become a habit, right? It's we're doing it not maliciously. We're just doing it because we've always done it. Right. And we don't realize that our teen is picking up on this. Right. So yeah, the criticizing your body is a huge one, right. It sends that message that your body is not perfect and it should always be improved and it should always be critiqued. Right. Yeah. When we over-focus our attention on say weight loss or dieting or I should eat this, or I can't eat that, right? So we're really preoccupied with negativity around food, right? And preoccupied with body size and shape, right? Yeah. Um, And then really comparison. I think comparison is huge right now. And and I guess we'll talk about this probably in a bigger context in a little bit, but comparing ourselves to others And making comments about other people's bodies can really lead to some self-doubt and insecurity, right? And really reinforcing that idea that there's a perfect body type that we should be striving for. And any deviation from that is a flaw or a failure, right? Yeah. And for me, like my daughter is super petite. Mm. She's 11, but she only just turned 11 in December. But I remember years ago her sitting in the in the back of the car might even still been in a booster seat at the time yeah in a booster seat because she was she's light so she still had to be in a booster for a long time and she's like smacking her thigh and I go what are you doing and she's like oh I'm just jiggling my fat and I was like what like her her leg was probably as big as my forearm like she's <laughs> tiny tiny always wearing like the, the undersized clothes because she's not in her, her age of clothes yet. So crazy. And I was like, where did she get that from? And I know that I am very conscious about not talking about 
my my body in a negative way except to say things like my like my knee hurts or um like currently and maybe you can give me some advice on this currently my husband and I have have like this was our last hurrah weekend and we said that we're going to start eating better mm. And I said, you know, I, I want to cut out sugar because of the inflammation in my body that I've had all these soccer injuries and I want, I want to feel, feel better. I want my joints to not be so maybe they're inflamed. I don't know. I want to cut out uh, bread and some dairy because my belly doesn't like it because it's causing me to bloat. Like I talked about all this and I, th I thought, okay, it's okay to talk about these because it's in pursuit of being healthy and rather than body image. But what are your thoughts on that? Like, is that okay to talk about things like that? I think the way you approached it is very healthy, right? And I think there are things that we can talk about and we can frame it as self-care and we can frame it as I want to feel better as yeah. opposed to I want to look better, right? And I think those are two very different things. So the way you approached it with, you know, I feel that sugar is causing inflammation in my joints and therefore I want to explore or I am curious about, yeah. you know, what removing that from my diet might do for me as far as making that feel better as a very healthy conversation to have, okay, right? Good. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> framing food in a very positive way as a be, as opposed to saying, I can't eat sugar because of this, because I don't want to be fat right? And making it the enemy. Yes. Yeah. I, I try so hard to not let any of my insecurities come out. Like we just went to the pool on the weekend and I was there in the pool in my bathing suit, you know, maybe not exactly what I wanted to do, but I did it because I, uh, the, I know that the, the experience together was more important than that. So society's beauty standards my goodness the impact of that is huge and then social media on body confidence and teens are on their phones all the time on all the social platforms we know that they are like bombarding with these negative beauty standards what are your thoughts on that and and what is this really doing to our teens and and ourselves really exactly yeah and it's funny that you know you're saying even how self-conscious you were a little bit with the bathing suit. And I think that does come from a lot from our programming and what we've been taught from media and advertising and in the fashion industry as to what the ideal beauty and the ideal body looks like. And it's often a very narrow definition that they provide us, right? And includes very specific physical features or physical body types, right? You don't, it's probably, it's a little better now than maybe when some of us were teens, I'm kind of dating myself a little bit here, right? Um, it's a little bit better. They're trying to be a little bit more diverse, yeah. but I would say, and, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say from what I have seen out there, the majority of body types still trend towards that smaller body size, um, yeah. that 20 year old, I've never had children sort of body size, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it really sets us up for those unrealistic expectations and unrealistic standards for both you and I to live up to, but also for our, our poor, you know, teens that are coming up behind us, because as you said, they're now inundated with social media. 
So when I grew up, I could turn the TV off. I could close the magazine. I could walk away. I could go outside, take a walk, right? Now with our teens, they bring it all with them, right? Their phone is with them 24 seven. They're constantly scrolling. And I think bombarded is the correct turn, right? They're constantly, you know, inundated with these highly curated images Mm. of airbrushed Photoshop, perfect people, models and people that are like over filtered, right? And that really can lead to heightened levels and heightened feelings of inadequacy and really low self-esteem. I just had an epiphany that, you know, in our day, (laughs) I'll I'll date myself too, (laughs) before we had the cell phones, everything. Yeah. We'd look at magazines and we'd see airbrushed people. But we, but there was a part of you that's like, yeah, but that's a model or she's paid to do that. Or all she has to do all day is eat well and exercise. Right. So there was a different, different standard, but to see maybe uh, the cool girl in high school on her social feed, she's filtered, right? The person down the street is filtered. You're maybe someone you look up to be it that they are a person of character or not. Um, on social media influencers and stuff, they're all f- 90% probably all filtered, like you said, curated. Um, so even what they would consider a normal person is now a- adjusted. I didn't even think of that. You're absolutely right. Right. And it just, it takes it to a whole different level, right? You're now comparing yourself to somebody's best day and not only their best day, but their over-filtered best day. And it's somebody you can relate to and somebody that you yeah. thought was on your level, right? Yeah. Man, <laughs> you know, and in being in um, being in the public eye in what I do and listeners, maybe you are as well. There are sometimes when you're networking and, and you meet someone and their business card image is very different from their actual image. And it was funny because, you know, I've put on weight the past few years and I said to my team, because I never, I didn't have new headshots done or new social photos done. And I said, uh, I got to get some done. And then we started the trend. We're starting to transition the photos over to my current appearance. And I said to them, should we be doing all of the photos? Or do you think I can still get away with those photos? And they said, you should be showing an authentic, current image of yourself. And I was like, you are right. Right. I don't, I don't look like that. And so the best thing that that I have is when someone says to me, oh, you look like, like how you do online. I'm like, oh, good. (laughs) good. (laughs) I'm not being fake online. And, and I guess for my daughter, her seeing that, her seeing that my public image is the same as what she sees at home, granted, probably with better hair and makeup sometimes, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, but she gets to see that now when for moms and teens like we let's get down to the practical what can we do together to improve our body confidence improve our self-love I know you have a gift for us I don't know if now is the time to share that (laughs) yeah we can do both so I have um a few things that the two of you can do but again to your point earlier on this these things can also be done by a lot of people individually. You don't have to do, it's not, doesn't need to be a joint activity. These are very transferable (laughs) activities. So 
we'll talk about like these six items first, and then I'll just kind of do a little highlight on the workbook, which hopefully people will grab and and kind of continue to work on themselves. Right. So I think the big one, one or like a very large one to start with is really focusing on health and self-care. So really taking the focus away from how you look and transferring it to how you feel, right? And how are you making time to honor your body and to respect your body, right? So thinking back to your point, you know, you're pulling sugar out so that you feel better, right? Things like regular activity, things like eating to fuel your body, right? And, and to make you feel good, taking sugar out and bread out, if that makes sense for you, right? Getting enough sleep, really looking at your level of stress and how can you reduce your level of, sh- of stress and really shifting, like I said, that focus from being skinny or being whatever body type you think that you're striving for, right? And really focusing on what makes me feel really good. Yeah. How does this make me feel really great inside? Yeah. Sleep, man. Yeah. That is such a big, a big piece. And when you were saying before about working so many hours, that's also where the sleep gets lost. And I know for a lot of the entrepreneurs I work with, sleep is often a a, a afterthought. So I'm glad that you're bringing that in. So that's the first piece. That's right. So the next two, we can kind of talk about together. So the, it's kind of the, what can we call them? opposite sides of the same coin, use a similar metaphor, right? So challenging your negative thoughts, right? And this can be if you're working with your teen, right? Like catching each other with negative thoughts, right? And helping to identify and challenge those. So those would be those, those, I like to call them the mean girl thoughts in your head, right? You're standing in front of the mirror. It's the one that tells you, you have bags under your eyes that you look kind of dumpy in those clothes, or you look fat in those clothes that you shouldn't wear that, right? Like it's that negative voice in the back of your head that keeps putting you down. So really learning to identify that and separate that from the true you. That's just that mean girl. You can shut her down, right? And then, like I said, the flip side to that. So the third tip would be to really encourage the positive talk, right? Like let's counteract the negative with something positive. So really encouraging yourself and your teen to speak kindly to themselves as though they were talking to a best friend. Your best friend wouldn't talk to you that way. And you wouldn't talk to your best friend that way. So why do you think it's okay to talk to you like that? Right. Mm -hmm. And really focus on your strengths and your positive qualities. And again, separate it from appearance and really focus on what makes you, you. Perfect. Like that. Yeah. And the next one. Okay, so the next one really ties into what we were talking about just before this, where we're talking about social media and societal harm, right? And I know this one's going to be hard, especially, it's hard probably for some of us, it's even harder for our teens, but really trying to limit that exposure to harmful social media, right? So encouraging your team to teen to either put the phone down, which I know can sometimes be hard, or if you can't do that, at least curate the social feed to reflect positive images. So start to weed out some of those highly filtered influencers or, or people that continue to project that really negative 
make them feel really bad about themselves and, and really project that that body image that that we're trying to minimize. Yeah. Listeners, did you hear that? If anyone as you're following them makes you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them or even on Facebook, if they're a connection of yours, just you can do the take a break for a while. Don't see their feed. I know I had to do that. I had a few accounts that were just making me compare myself to them physically. And I was like, enough's enough, get them off. And then I actually went looking for more shapely, curvier women who were super confident and sharing either like positive outfits, like look at me in this cute dress sort of thing, Mm -hmm. or who had really great messages. So Make sure adults, you as well, curate your, your list. <laughs> I love that. I, it's good. so funny that we continue to bombard ourselves with these images. And when we know they make us feel bad, right? Yeah. Well, it's that self-awareness. That's right. Like, yeah. oh, there's the mean girl. There's the saboteur coming in. What do I want to do about this? And then taking action. Exactly. So you got a couple left on this list. What yep. are five and six? So number five is really starting to celebrate those diverse body types. So let's start, you know, identifying them, being aware of them and celebrating them, right? Like let's not always point out, you know, the really, we'll call call them fit people on the street. Let's talk about, you know, the more shapely women on the street and talk about how amazing they happen to look that day and really being aware of all of the different body types around you and having that discussion. And that leads into my last one, which is really fostering an open and honest communication, right? And really listening to how your teen feels, um, not dismissing their feelings around body confidence. And I know sometimes we do this because we're trying to make them feel better. We're trying to solve it. We're actually trying to to do something what we think is good by saying, no, you're not, honey. No, you're not fat, right? And we're just, to them, we're dismissing their feelings. And really what we need to is to open that conversation, validate their feelings, and then support them in the ways that we can. Yeah, really good tips. And so this comes more in the gift that you're giving, is it? Yes. So in the gift that I'm giving, um, it talks a little bit more around, you know, the impact of of societal influence. It talks about, you know, the teen experience, but then it really gives you some tools and different practices that you can use on your own or use with your teen to continue to improve your body confidence and your self-love. Great. So we'll make sure the direct link is in the notes for everyone to be able to go and grab that. I encourage you also to be sharing that with other moms, you know, maybe aunts, even teachers who might see this in their their class, their students, really, really beneficial uh, tool. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Cindy. So as we kind of come to this place of we want to create a supportive and body positive environment, we want to create that. But what are some tips to be able to get us there? Yeah. And so when I think body positive environment, I really think, you know, bringing the whole family or, you know, the home environment, making things easy for us to succeed. Right. And, and really set us, set us, setting us, (laughs) (laughs) set us. Oh my goodness. I can't even do it up for success, setting us up for success. There we go. (laughs) And so the first thing I would say, and again, you can see some of these practices in the workbook that I've provided, but really looking at 
practicing self-love and acceptance. So giving yourself daily verbal encouragement and reminders of how amazing you are and the qualities that are great about you. So again, the workbook has some practices in it, but you could also do things as simple as putting a note to yourself on your mirror or in your car or on your computer or on your lunch bag, right? Just reminding yourself of some positive great things about you to uplift you, right? Another thing that is great, and you think, you don't think about it as helping you, but it's, it actually makes you feel great. And it makes the other person feel great. And that's really giving compliments to somebody else. And I really want people to strive to give a compliment that is not body or appearance based, right? Really thinking about what makes that person great? Why do I want them in my life? And what can I do to tell them how much I appreciate them? And that makes us feel good, but it also helps start to rewire our brain to look for qualities that are not appearance-based in other people. Yeah. That are internal qualities rather than those external qualities. Like they are a a funny person or they're committed or um, one of the best compliments I ever got was you have presence when you walk in a room. Mm, I love that. That's cool. So again, it's not about my appearance. It's about how I show up. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Amazing. Right. And I think a couple other things you can do is really surrounding yourself with the friends and family that support you and that do not support those narrow dimensions or definitions of beauty and health. So if you look at your friend group and there are a number of friends that have those that make you feel badly about yourself, then perhaps similar to curating your social media media to have, you know, a feed that is more positive reinforcing to you. Maybe you look at separating yourself from those types of friends for at least a, a friend vacation, right? Like a little bit of a break, yeah. or maybe you start looking at ways to move them out of your friend circle entirely so that you can continue to feel good about yourself. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, it's also changing the conversation. I know that I've been in groups of friends as an adult who they talked a lot about nose jobs and Botox and liposuction and uh, tummy tucks and all that stuff. And I'm just like, enough already. Can we like change the conversation? Because I can't add to this one. (laughs) So um, yeah. And I guess also teaching your teen how to be able to do that. And so we need to learn that first. And so everyone grab that activity guide because that is really going to help you and others. Now, I want to make sure people do get it and that they do do this, this processing of this because it is so important. So can you let us know what are the benefits to moms, to daughters, to people to work together to improve their body confidence, to cultivate self-love? Because sometimes we don't do it because we have to do it, but we do it because the benefits. Oh, definitely. Right. And I think, I think there are some benefits on the individual level, right? So on an individual level, having greater body confidence, as I mentioned before, starts to bleed out into other areas of your life, right? And so when you feel good about yourself, you start taking care of yourself in a very different way, right? You start feeding yourself better. You start, you know, being more involved in physical activity because you want to feel good, not necessarily because you want to look good, right? And it starts to 
change how you show up in other areas of your life. You'll see how it starts to bleed out to how you show up in your friend groups, how you show up in your other relationships with your partner, out in your career, right? You just, you hold yourself differently and it, you project a different light into the world, right? So I think on a personal level, it has huge benefit in all areas of your life, right? If you look at that wheel of life idea, I think it, it pretty much bleeds into all of that. If we're looking at, you know, the benefits of working with your teen or your partner or another person, I think it has a, another layer of benefit in, in that you can start to develop a much stronger supportive relationship because you are really promoting that sort of open communication. You're working on something together. You have empathy, right? Trust and understanding and respect. And you're kind of, you're supporting your, each other on that journey. Yeah. What a great way to, to grow together. Exactly. And, and to even to forge that relationship for the future so that maybe in their twenties, when they are facing some of these body image struggles, right. Cause they're not growing up anymore. Um, they're maybe growing out. And so they can have a conversation about that, especially when it comes down to things like, do they want surgery for different aspects now that they're older, you'll be able to have a better conversation with them uh, around that. Now we're going to jump to um, your final thoughts for our listeners. But before that, I just want everyone to know that Cindy's contact information is going to be in the notes so that you can reach out if you want to have a further discussion with her or have her work with your teen or whatever it may be. Um, so all of that will be in the show notes. So let us know, Cindy, what are your final thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, I think my final thoughts are just that working on your body confidence and working with your teen on, on their body confidence can really together, you know, improve and cultivate and have this ripple effect throughout mm -hmm. your family and also throughout your community. So not only are you impacting yourselves, but you're impacting your family and your community. And it really helps to break that cycle of negative body image and helps to promote self-love and body acceptance for generations to come really. Wow. Wow. So true. And so I hope uh, that everyone listening, that you've really taken some of this to heart and that you're going to take some action when you have taken some action, or if you want to be committed to that, make a comment, make a comment to this and let us know what it is that you're committed to doing. You may feel like, well, I'm not a mom, so whatever. Uh, but you maybe show up in a way like you're leading girl guides or a sports team or you start mentoring someone who is younger than you and they may be 18, 19, 20 and how you show up to them is also how they are going to kind of perceive themselves and how they're going to move through the, their life. So I encourage you to pick something that Cindy has said. There's so many pieces here. I know that I, that's going to really help me as my daughter and I go through these teenage years. And then probably my son and I going through these teenage years, because how he sees me is maybe, and how I talk about myself is how maybe he's going to see women and interact with them as well. So thank you, Cindy, so much for your time, for your expertise, for being here. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Diane, for having me. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. So for all of the listeners there, hit subscribe, share this episode with a friend. And every so often I do bring a wonderful dynamic woman on here to interview so that she can share her knowledge with you in areas that 
I'm not an expert in. And so if you know of someone who you think would be a great addition to our show as a guest, please reach out to team at dianerolston.com. And don't forget to do a review of the show. And once you do, make sure that you send, again, team at dianerolston.com a screenshot of your review so that we can send you something in the mail. So add in your address as well. Take care, everyone. And until next time, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.